Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we've got some great brand new analysis with a special guest. I'm Ernmardia. My name is Brendan, and joining us from Los Angeles, you can catch him Mondays and Thursdays on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Joe Prano. Joe, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited Yay. to be here. I wish I had like an applause button where like uh, like you just hear like a loud cheer, you know, Tonight Show style. But the the, the cheer is... will be there just in people's heads. They'll be like, oh my goodness, Joe's on. I gotta listen. <laughs> one, round, one round of applause is, is fine. Just one hand, one pair of hands clapping is like, yeah. I feel like a star. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to have you with us. Thrilled to have you recap this craziness with us for sure. Yes, it's been, it was an interesting week, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it wasn't, okay, it wasn't particularly good, but it was at times interesting. Uh, right. I I think I fluctuate between, is it actually good, <laughs> or is this just a complete crap show, and I'm just like, I'm, I just have to stick with it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, we talked about it last week, but I really do think that there's too much producer this season. That's true. That's true. But I, first. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very new to bachelor nation, but, uh, this seems like my complaints the last few weeks is that it seems very produced. It seems like we're getting into sort of a cookie cutter thing. Like, we go a couple of weeks, there's going to be a two-on-one where somebody's going to be eliminated, and then we're going to have a surprise. And then, you know, Heather showing up was like, okay, here's our surprise for the week. Oh, my gosh. I love that it was a surprise, but it was like, okay, when is this actually happening? There's the minivan. Okay, finally, she's here. You know? Because it's... we saw Heather week one, and it right. took us six Very weeks to actually it. see her. They literally already spoiled the surprise. Yeah. So... But um, but yeah, Joe. So you brought up a point where um, so you, like you're kind of new to this. Well, you've been watching for a couple of seasons now. But yeah. let's just rewind. Tell us, tell the audience how long you've been watching, why you've been watching. Tell us all about your bachelor journey. Why are you I, here today? <laughs> I have I have been watching since uh, Hannah Brown's season, and my girlfriend has basically forced me to watch. Um, she, you know, I watch so much sports, uh, that she's drawn into watching sports, whether she likes it or not. And this was her revenge. She said, you are going to watch the bachelor with me or the bachelorette, I guess at the time. And I, I hated it. I really didn't enjoy myself, <laughs> but I would like, I would like talk about how much I wasn't enjoying myself and yet get drawn in and give my thoughts. And she, she started getting like addicted to having me there. And then she, and then it got to the point where it's like, you can't watch without me. I can't watch without you. And uh, now it's just the, the thing we do. You know, it's the two hours a week I give her sometimes more than two hours. Cause she likes to pause and she's like, let's talk about it a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> let's just get, let's just get through these. We could talk about it after but i started with hannah and uh i've been watching everything since and my initial reaction was i didn't like hannah i wasn't a fan mm -hmm. of hannah and she 
said, Hannah's the best. I love Hannah. She's a boss, blah, 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 blah. And by the end of the season, she came around to not really liking Hannah, especially with the choices that she made. And uh, now she sort of agrees that, like, I have a good instinct for what's going to happen on these seasons. <laughs> so now she's like, oh, OK, you, you like I trust your guy. <laughs> yeah. Now she's making me do recaps on her Instagram story every week. I do like 10 minute recaps of the show. The last few weeks have been pretty angry. I really think the the production has gone too far at this point. And I keep saying, like, I can't believe people have been watching this for like 25 seasons. I'm like, I'm in four and I'm at my breaking point. Like, I don't think I can do this anymore. It really like I heard someone I think it was someone on Entertainment Tonight or one of the entertainment shows. But they were saying the other day, like um, the show has been on for. Yeah, like it's been 25 seasons. What, 84? Who knows? But like and it's only been on for I don't know how many years now. It hasn't been on for 25 years, but. Right. It like the fact that it it has this many seasons and it survived and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, is this the breaking point now? Is this where everyone's a bully? Is this show finally met its demise? Chris Harrison will do something to revitalize it. It'll never I have die. to imagine with with the bullying thing being a topic this season, I have to imagine when they started this 12 years ago or 10 years ago or however long ago it was. Women, for sure we're bullying each other to no end and just no one said anything. And now, you know, in 2021, it's like toxicity and bullying. And we got to get that. I'm sure it was just cat fights galore and people bullying and no one, you know, and ABC was like, this is great television. And now we have Katie stepping in and being like, let's talk about toxic femininity and how you guys are bullying each other. And now suddenly people are getting kicked off the show for it. Right. Uh, love it. Love the evolution of the show, for sure. Yeah. If, if anything, they're a little behind the times right now because it's just like everyone's so worried about being toxic and they're just like over here like filling up an entire resort in Pennsylvania with toxicity. Right. Or maybe it's just the uh, the leftover toxicity from Philly has leaked over to Nema Coleman. <laughs> yeah. How do you say it again? Is it ne- Nema Coleman? I think it's Nema Coleman. A- I thought it was Nema Coleman. Oh. Okay, I I realize I can't say it. Like I heard, I think it was Heather said it Monday, and I was like, "New, new." Like I literally sat on my bed trying to say it. Like for at least it, I say it like I, like forever. It was probably like thirty seconds, and then I was like, "What the heck is that?" I don't know. <laughs> that has been one, the one highlight of the season is like the location. I know we're doing a little bit of like I called last season Camp Tasha because <laughs> they have to do all these little campy things because they're stuck on you know, the resort, but at least this resort has like a lot to it. It's almost going to be crazy to go back to the mansion after you're in this like thousand room resort hotel with, you know, a spa and billiards and, you know, hot air balloons. I'm like, this is pretty cool. This is where the bachelor should take place. Yeah. I I was kind of miss. Yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. No, you, no, you. Um, I kind of miss, though, Camp Tasha. I love no. how, like, she, no. she, like, you had to do, like, arts and crafts. Like, this dude, um, Zach, like, like, friggin' colored in a cab and, like, drove it up himself, like, Flintstone style, you know? And, like, now Matt sees and they're, like, making you believe that they're traveling the world. But it's all a facade. They're not going anywhere. Don't lie to me. Yeah. I don't it's like I, I only ABC. had two seasons. I only had two seasons of traveling, and now I'm and now I have two seasons of locked in a hotel, and I'm like, this isn't the same. 
You know, they could be they could be like in Hungary or like in Venice in a gondola, and instead they're like, we're gonna you know go bowling. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or in Katie's case, why don't we just watch my friend get a massage and play pranks? Look, I was telling you already. They just need to build the bachelor compound. That's true. And then just be a sprawling part of Los Angeles. And the first half of the season happens there. And then the people that actually matter get to travel. The people that actually matter. Because nobody <laughs> nobody, over, nobody below 13 deserves to travel anywhere. Like, I'm sorry. If you can't make it to 14, then you don't deserve to go anywhere. Can you imagine, though, this season, though? This season, how many girls were there? Like, 40? I don't even know how many girls there were. It would take forever to get to, like... Weed them out. It's taken this long for us to even. I don't even know who all of them are yet. It's still to this day, every time Brendan, you say Piper, I'm like, wait, which one? No, you can't. Oh, I like you can't. her. Don't I'll do forget her completely next week. Don't do that to Piper. Piper deserves. I love than Piper. That. I do, but I will. I will forget her again next week. You'll have to remind me. I can't handle it with this many <laughs> don't girls. Do that. <laughs> okay, so so we start the episode on this uh, disappointing two on one. Where Justine and MJ are just yelling at each other back and forth. Nothing's being accomplished. No minds are being changed. MJ's just saying, I didn't do anything. And Justine is like, You totally did something. And that's, yeah. that's really all it is. Um, yeah, Joe, what, what were your thoughts on this, on this two on one? I, I think, you know, like I said, I'm pretty early on in this whole journey, but the, the two on one seem like the most produced thing, especially we had it last season with um, Harvard guy whose name I'm forgetting and, oh, uh, Bennett. and <laughs> Bennett and the mustache guy. And they had their whole thing and they, they just seem very produced where they sit these two down and they let the cameras run on them. And they, you know, they're going to stay as long as they need to, to get into a little tiff and have their argument. And then they're, you're going to bring in, you know, the person and we're going to do, we're going to decide who stays and who goes. First of all, the idea that like if two people have beef on this show, that that one of them has to go is kind of ridiculous. I mean, you're all trying to marry the same person. Why would you like one another? Like you're you're going to you have to get along until the end or else or else we have to decide one of you. And also what I don't like about these two on ones, it seems like I I always find out that these people have beef to the point where one of them has to go when they announce a two-on-one. I was like, did Jasenia and MJ have words that the cameras missed? Because like no, it didn't seem like... They did not. Did Jasenia go to Matt and say that MJ was toxic? We didn't see that. It just nope. seems like the producers go, uh, we got to get rid of somebody and this will be drama. You and you don't like each other. One, he has to go. And then like they find out in the moment where Matt comes to them with a card and says, the two of you, one has to go. And they're like, well, I guess we, I guess we have beef. I wish, I wish that those two in one cards told the truth like that. It was just like you, you, one of y'all has to go. So <laughs> meet you back in 10. <laughs> Let's talk. The only part of this yeah, fight that I, I, the only part of this fight that I enjoyed was when Justinia called MJ Meredith. Okay, when she like, came okay, at Meredith. her with the first I'm just like, whoa, name. just go after her like that. Right, when she said, okay, Meredith, I died. Like that, <laughs> That and I'm getting a little ahead of myself right now. We'll talk about it later. But when um, Katie said, thank you for your feedback, those two moments, 
Meredith, and thank you for your feedback. Those won the night for me. <laughs> and MJ was like caught off guard when she called her Meredith. Like, Did you just call me Meredith? Right. My like, name is MJ. MJ rolled in. Like she was so chill. She's so cool. She's such a cool girl. She preaches. What is she, what does she preach? Peace uh, and harmony. Yeah. <laughs> That was ridiculous. I can't with her. I preach. I preach peace and harmony, and I lead by example. Okay. What does that even mean, MJ? Also, didn't even realize that her and Jacinia knew each other until this day card. Right? <laughs> I don't think they did. Didn't even know that they had screen time together if, ever. If Jessenia did say mean things about MJ, he'd be like, she was like, you know, like like the blonde hair, but it's like super curly. That one's mean. But like I don't remember her name, but like right. long blonde, curly. She's she's super mean. You gotta get rid of her. Blonde right. hair. I think her name's Meredith. I'm not sure. You know, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> she's gotta go. Oh my gosh, though. But yeah, two on one, classic two on one, classic call out. We saw it coming from a mile away. We sensed it. There it was. But one thing I will say though about Matt, I mean, he's getting a little boring. I started out like on cloud. With Matt, I was hyped up for him. Now I'm kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. But one thing I will say about him is that he does, he does not take crap. Like he finds out that somebody's toxic, he's like, okay, bye. Let's talk about I it. Think, All right, see I you think later. Every every woman was so excited for Matt because they're like, he's so hot, and look at him showering outside and, right. and soaping his abs. And like every woman was so excited. And now that we get to know Matt, you're like, he's kind of boring. <laughs> and then the thing, like you said, it's like, he doesn't take crap. I feel like he's just really trying to play the right cards. You know, he's like, he's trying to play the right well. He's like, okay, 2021, no bullying in Matt's house. <laughs> so all he needs is you to accuse somebody of bullying. And he's like, well, I like her, but I don't like her enough to let her stay. So, yeah, if you're bullying somebody, you're out. Yeah, I've, I love that. No bullying in Matt's house. <laughs> I've noticed two That's things. That's like a stamped, a, like a sign stamped on the door. <laughs> no bullying in Matt's house. I've, I've noticed two things for sure. Uh, one, eventually the crowd's going to hit the fan when all these girls realize he doesn't love them all equally, despite what he's been telling them, where he keeps telling them, I feel the same way about you. I'm just like, no, you don't. Because it's either that or you love everyone, and that's not mm -hmm. real. And the second, but he's thing only is, told Rachel. He's only told Rachel that he's every, falling in love with her. But he keeps telling girls we're on the same page, and they're saying I'm falling mm -hmm. in love with you. Just like well, mm -hmm. then you're not on the same page, and you need to let them know that. But the second thing I've noticed is that I think that we were expecting Matt to be Tyler, where he just like oozes sexy and he's got mm -hmm. game and he's cool and he's awesome, and he's not. Matt doesn't have any game. Matt 100% is like, like the, he's like the average everyday guy. He's who you meet on Bumble. <laughs> like, he's like, he's just, he's totally normal. He's, you know, like, and like you were saying, like we, he was so hyped up. It was like, look at Matt chop wood for no reason at all. <laughs> you know, he was unbelievably hyped up. And then it's like, you meet him and you're like, oh, okay. He's nice. He's nice. I don't know if he's funny. I can't tell. I literally can't he's tell. Not, he's, Brendan, not you funny. Keep, he's not but funny. But Brendan keeps saying he's funny. Like you said that you watched him on Instagram and he was like He he does funny things. But he's I don't I think I think someone is helping him make funny things on Instagram and TikTok. 
I believe that having him a publicist write, write jokes or Tyler <laughs> is running this man's TikTok. Like when he did the cup, he did the uh, the charcuterie board with Uncrustables and chicken nuggets. I did think that was funny. Or the the charcuterie board that was a cookie cake that says "Kids with your eyes closed." I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing funny things, but I don't think he's curating the funny things. I think he's just he's, the think, the medium. Yeah. The best scouting report I've ever heard. You're what you just said. He's he's the guy you meet on Bumble. I feel like th- that's a perfect, you know, description of Matt. And he's great in your Bumble chat, and he's great in your Instagram DMs. But when you finally get out on a date with him, you're disappointed because he doesn't have anything to say. And every time he doesn't have anything to say, he just goes in for a kiss, which is right. awkward because you haven't talked yet. <laughs> With his eyes open. And with his eyes open. With his eyes with open. His and his eyes mouth open. open. Yeah. He goes in like. <laughs> goes it in like he's going to eat a hot dog. Yeah. Just watching it happen every time. I'm like, what is this? And he tried to justify it by posting a picture of Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. And he was like, hey, my man JT, he has his eyes open. But it's like, mm, but like, did he the whole time? Who knows? And that's his wife. Right. That's a whole like, different. That's a whole different story. That's a woman he's kissing for the first time in front of television cameras. Like I cannot handle the eye open thing though. But yeah, Matt is Matt is who he is, and it's he's nice. You know, he's nice. And after the season, I'll never talk to him again. <laughs> that's how it goes. No, I let definitely it, think they're just gonna put him away in a go. closet. Yeah. So, but um. But yeah, so he cut, he doesn't he doesn't take any crap, you know. That's what he's got going for him. But he calls MJ and was it MJ he talked to you first, right? And yes, MJ he talked to you first. Okay, yeah. Um, and what did you guys think about that conversation between him and MJ? It was this. I mean, both of their conversations were exactly the same. They just went in there and said that they were either accusing accused of something or they were accusing someone of something. There wasn't mm-hmm. any more to it. Like, they didn't have... Neither of them had proof that they're not a liar or calling someone out. Mm-hmm. I mean, MJ just said, I was surprised by this. I'm not a bad person. I preach, preach peace and harmony. And then Jacinia said, trust me, she's a bad person. She said people were varsity and JV. And that's, <laughs> that's what it was. When you break it down like that, though... It is so funny that, like, the crux of this entire two-on-one was the varsity JV comment. And look, <laughs> MJ's a bad person. I don't, like, I don't MJ's enjoy not her. good. I don't want her there. But at there. the same time. But that, that's not enough reason, I don't think, to justify, as Joe suggested, it's not enough to justify a two-on-one. Right. Like, it's hateful, for sure, but, like, I she also didn't... think Matt... Oh, go ahead. We we keep you know everybody seems to think Matt Matt's a nice guy. Matt's a nice guy, but there's something about being nice all the time and, and kind of being disingenuous that makes you not a nice guy. Like he sits down with MJ and he's like, "We just have such a great connection. I can't imagine, you know, I, not spending more time with you. And you're just so great, but you're not getting rose and you're leaving. And you know, we'll obviously we'll talk about it later, but he kind of did the same thing to Katie breaks out the rose. And he's like, you're awesome. I think you're the best. I had the best day with you. Also, I'm going to need to walk you out. And you're like, (laughs) I know you're like Mr. Nice guy, but if you're just saying nice things to people and you don't really mean it, it's not that nice. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's such a great point. Because yeah, when I was watching him do it, I was like, wait, what? I thought maybe he was gonna give MJ that rose when he was talking about their chemistry mm-hmm. and their connection and how great he thinks she is. And then he's like, but bye. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh okay. It just kind of ends, and then we don't we don't even see him give just any of the rose. We just no. we just see the girls sitting in there waiting for her, and she comes in with the rose, and she goes, "Yeah, MJ got sent home." Yeah, like literally, there could have been a chance that Justinia got sent home too. She could have gotten uh, McKenna. Yeah, where <laughs> where she like is only there for like a second, and then doesn't get the rose during the the rose ceremony. Yeah, you know, so, but yeah. Like, he gave it to her, but they completely cut that out, much like they cut that group date out a couple weeks ago and just let you know that it happened, but you didn't, yeah. you weren't on it. Like, <laughs> like yeah. ABC is literally like, no one cares about this. No one cares about Jacinia. Sorry, girl. Love her blue dress. Love everything. Like, she's so cute. But no one cares about her. Matt no. doesn't. <laughs> no. So then we... We go to start the cocktail party, and everyone's getting all ready. They're like, yeah, I really need this time to talk to Matt. And then Chris comes and says, there's no cocktail party. Uh, we're going to go straight to the rose ceremony. And then, out of to me, out of thin air, Serena just starts yelling at Katie. Listen, Serena is... Serena's who should have gone. She, like... I, I mean, I don't like MJ, for sure. Bye, MJ. Peace and harmony to you. But... Serena, <laughs> Serena is is one of those like she's so she's so mean. I don't understand. I don't. She has the get worst it. resting bee face I've ever seen Ooh. in my whole life. And, and every time they put flight attendant under her, I'm like, if she was my flight attendant, I would be so upset. She seems like the person that doesn't want to give you water, doesn't want to give you a pillow, doesn't want to tell you where the emergency exits are, yelling at you if you're up with a seatbelt sign on. She just looks mean. She really, really does. And that's what I don't understand. And it, Also, does Matt even know Serena? Have <laughs> we ever I seen think, them talk? I think she is still there because no one cares. <laughs> There's people in the season, each season, like the great example for Peter's season was Natasha. I don't know why she's still there. She keeps getting roses. There's no explanation. Mm-hmm. And eventually she's just gone. And I think that's Serena. Oh my like, gosh, I forgot, I forgot about her. Right. <laughs> I literally had to go through my brain, my brain's Rolodex to be like, oh. How much do you guys her? think that the producers play a role in who stays and who goes? Because I completely agree with that Serena take. And it almost feels like the producers know she will eventually snap. And that and that's gonna be good for drama if she eventually snaps. And they're like, we just gotta keep having her here because she's gonna break. And she, she's gonna break. She might have started a break this week, you know, out of nowhere she snaps on Katie. And I think the producers were counting on that. A yeah. random Serena snap. Well, I think <laughs> it was interesting because that's why I expected Katie to not go home. Because Serena Katie was so far under Serena's skin it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just like I don't know how like unless unless Matt was begging to get rid of Katie for some reason I didn't see that coming I'm like the it producers did seem ill timed yeah it did seem ill timed it was weird mm-hmm. you know and I know that they I know that they might not have anticipated how 
how um, popular Katie would be. Maybe that's it, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just with the way the story is going, it felt like Katie would have predictably been there up until hometowns, you know. And maybe that's when that's when she gets the cut, you know. Or maybe she gets the hometown, and then it's like. Mm, well, you know, Nick Vile for six weeks has been saying she's going to go home the week before hometowns. Yeah, and that she's gone, makes she's sense gone to two, me. two or three weeks before that. I just I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but, uh, and I've seen all of her Instagram. People are like, um, when you see the only the only emotional and emotionally intelligent person leave, like, what are we left with now? Now it's just going to be a complete crap show, and no one's there to stabilize it. We have people there who stabilize it. They just prefer not to open their mouths so no one's there to stabilize it <laughs> well there's only one destabilizer left and no one cares that she's there who serena no one cares that she's there uh, well see i just stopped caring that she's there so she she lays into katie and katie's like yeah the only reason she's young at is because she doesn't think she's getting a rose and i didn't think she was getting one either but we go to we head to the rose ceremony so we already have roses for I want I want to I want to jump in I want to yeah, jump in one second here yeah. because the cocktail party was canceled. I love your guys's title podcasting for the right reasons. I've always said if I had a bachelor podcast it would be called The Cocktail Party is Canceled because <laughs> I have been watching four seasons of this show. I think I've seen three cocktail parties. They can't, everybody's always shocked and angry when the cocktail party is canceled. I'm like 70% of cocktail parties are canceled. Like, I cannot believe that you guys still think that this is like an actual thing where Matt's in the back going like, I think we should cancel the cocktail party. Like no one's the producers are a hundred percent deciding that. And just to set you guys off, like you never accomplish anything at the cocktail parties. I can't even believe they're pretending cocktail parties are still a thing. Right. Please right. continue. I think, I think what's also hilarious though, is the fact that Chris Harrison always says like verbatim, the same reason that it's canceled. Like he's always like he or she knows what she, or, you know, he wants to do. And he just wants to move on, move forward. You know, it's always the same reason that Chris Harrison gives. It's like, is every lead the same? Did every lead say the exact same words? Or is this a script? It's a script, okay. guys. And also, also, what they always complain that they never get enough time with any contestant. If that yeah. was their actual biggest concern, then they would never cancel a cocktail party because that's at least five minutes they get to talk to the people they actually like. So it's not mm -hmm. their decision. Matt Matt would love that five minutes. Even if he has to spend five minutes with Serena, he would yeah. like to spend that five minutes with Rachel and Abigail and Bree and just sit suffer through his five minutes with Serena. But he, he doesn't yeah. get that choice. And it's just silly that they keep blaming him on it. And the leads are just like, Well, you know, you know, I guess it's my fault. Right. They probably convinced him that it was his fault. They were like, you do not want this cocktail party. Yeah, it's this is not Jedi. the cocktail party that you're looking for. <laughs> you know like, exactly You're what tired, you right, Matt? They're like, yeah. You know what? I am tired. Do you want to go to the rose ceremony? Yeah. I do want to go to the rose ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. And I love the statistic that you said, like, 70% of cocktail parties are canceled. Like, 70% of cocktail parties don't happen, guys. Yeah. So. And people I'm, still get upset about it. I'm right. waiting for the season where they start with a canceled cocktail party. They just go straight <laughs> yeah. from limos to rose ceremony. You introduce yourself and you go stand up on the stands and you just wait. 
I would love that. The first episode if is like, the lead is just like, you know what? I don't, I feel like I know what I want to do. And everybody's like, but I, we just got here. I just got out of the limo. Yeah. He's like, surprise, surprise. But I'm judging the first night on everybody's looks. That's it. Right. I'm not you know, like, let's be honest. That's always the, the way it's been. <laughs> so uh, we, we start with roses for Abigail and Rachel and Kit. Who got him on dates, and then Jacinia, who got it on the uh, bogus two-on-one, mm-hmm. and then we have we have roses for. I mean, this the first names aren't surprising. Serena P, Michelle Piper, Bree, and then we get Chelsea, Katie, and then Serena C. And I want to get you guys' thought on this one because the first name I want to bring up that went home is Ryan, who spent the entire <laughs> night crying. That she was going home. I'm just like, look, if you're desperate for five minutes to talk to Matt to think that you might not go home, <laughs> you're going home. And if you don't go home this week, you're definitely going home next week. Did we did we see the yeah. chat at all? Crying Ryan, just <laughs> the whole time. I didn't know. The I didn't know her name. I, I I was like, I just kept saying crying girl. My girlfriend's like Ryan. I'm like crying Ryan. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> But yeah, she's just crying the whole time. I I was like, oh, is that that one girl? No, that's a different girl. She had no chance. And that, and you know that sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you're like, I know nothing about this person. I barely know their name. Clearly, they're going home. Also, Maggie. Yeah, you who, can sense it. Maggie, you can sense it when they're desperate, when they're intensely desperate. That's when you're like, okay. When they're like, I can't go home. I can't go home. I just need five minutes. And then it's like either they're the last rose, you know, they're the final rose, or it's like, you're gone. And it's usually the ones that act, that think that they have it in the bag too that are gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, they love uh, to they love to use that cut. They love to use the cut of the person that knows they're not going home. They're like, make sure we put in there where she said she's not going home yeah. right before we send her home. Oh yeah. That's my favorite. Is in is when they're completely shocked. You know when they are so either when they're so desperate or the pendulum swings the other way, and they're so. They're so set and they're so sure. And it's like, yeah, you're going home. Yeah. That's how I knew bad stuff was going to happen with Ben last season with Tasha because he was so sure. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell her I love her next week. I'm going to tell her I love her after this rose ceremony. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we also sent home Maggie and uh, alleged escort Brittany. And I would like to specify for the third time. Just because you spend time with someone and get money for it, that's not a crime. We said it twice. <laughs> now. I just want to for a third time. Unless she has sex with these men for money, it's not a crime. We just need to like if if this was like um, if we were doing video on this, like there should just be a crawl a across the screen, like you, so you don't even have to say it. It's just like <laughs> it's just in case everyone needs to know. <laughs> Reminder. But she said she didn't do that. She's not an escort. I, so. I mean, this this poor girl, she she was there for two episodes. They brought her on national TV. She kissed a guy the second she got out of a, a you know a limo. Sure did. She got called a hooker, and then they sent her home. I was like, man, you couldn't let her like you couldn't have one episode where she sticks around after she's cleared her name after we've sent home all the mean. And also, nope, you're gonna send home all the mean girls that accused her of being an escort and bullied her and then you're gonna send her home the next week like well, i it, literally the thought the same deep thing breath after her <laughs> bullying escapade and i just literally the thought th- the same thing though we did not get to know her at all 
the like every time I look at her, I'm just like, you're way too pretty to be going home already. Like she would. I mean, she might have been the prettiest girl on the season. Yeah, he has, Matt. Matt has cut some pretty girls just like yeah. without a lot of fanfare. The other yeah. girl, Mari, was yeah. really yeah. pretty. And oh yeah. We didn't even. I, I was like, oh. The first episode, I was like, she's going to last just because, like, she seems, she also seems like she would be, like, a nice Instagram fit for Matt. You know, like, the two of them working out all the time, showing their, you know, bodies. He walked for 20 minutes, walk up the stairs. The first episode, she got out of the limo, and he just, like, stared as she walked up the steps. I'm just like, okay, well, she might be getting, she might be winning. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she got cut, no fanfare. Questionable choices. It was like she was there. Questionable choices. That was it. But poor, yeah. but poor Brittany. Matt does a whole dog and pony show. He's like, I have removed the toxic bullies from this house. They're all in that van going home. And Brittany, if you don't mind joining them, uh, you're also going home. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a week. Right. At least, like, I thought she might have gotten maybe a one-on-one. You, you know, know, MJ and her were on the same plane going home. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She didn't even get one night of sleeping with her eyes closed. She had to sleep with her eyes open the three nights she was there. And then they sent her home. And they were like, sorry, girl. Yeah, you're right behind them. But yeah, we didn't get to know her. Matt didn't get to know her. The house is just like, oh, you're not an escort? Cool. Okay, see ya. And then she just goes back to, I just imagine her flight landing back in Chicago. The Charlie Brown music is playing. Like, you know, it's snowing. Like, she's just like, well... I'm back here in Chi Town. <laughs> Good lord, though. Yeah, it was unfortunate. R.I.P. to Britney's time. Um, so we are. We start the next day with a one-on-one card for uh, Piper. Mixed reactions, as there yeah. is every time someone gets a one-on-one day card. The girls who think yeah. they deserve one uh, stare at them in pity and self-loathing. Yeah. I didn't really feel like anybody was very happy about this card. Well, I mean, the girls who already had one weren't allowed to say anything because they had already gotten one, so they didn't deserve a second one before some girls got one. Mm-hmm. And then the girls who hadn't got one were pissed that it wasn't theirs. Yeah, it was just like, I, I feel like that house is so, I mean, I know it's a overused word now with them, but it's so toxic that like when the toxicity is removed, now they're all suffering from PTSD where they can't even express any sort of happiness. Like, they're like, here you go, Piper, you got the date card. And she's like, okay. I'm just really, like, we saw even with Katie, when she got it, she was like, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, no one's allowed to express how excited they are. Because the minute they do, they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm coming after you. They all still feel like Victoria's there, I think. There's Victoria PTSD. Yeah, they 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 they're flinching still yeah. when they get their day cards. Oh god. I was ha- I was happy for Piper though, and I think Pipe, my girlfriend has a theory that like if you're if you're pretty enough, your best move is just to stay at you know, like lay in the weeds, stay out mm-hmm. of the mix, mm-hmm. don't get involved with anybody, just kind of like let let what you look like speak for itself, get to a one-on-one and then, you know, show what you got there. And Piper has kind of been, for the most part, out of the mix. She's cute. 
It seemed like it was, you know, it seemed like at some point she was kind of starting to struggle with like not getting enough attention. But then he had the random like pull her aside makeout last week during the farming that episode. And you're like, oh, apparently he's like really into her. Yes, that man, that threw me for a loop because, yeah, we talked about that last week, how he's flirting with MJ. MJ chases him to a barn, disappear. He disappears. And then on the other side, he's making out with Piper. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, y'all's relationship is much more intense than what I thought it was. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, she she gets the card, and then we immediately have Serena asking to talk to Katie, and then for some reason they have to leave the room, but it's still within obviously shouting distance. Oh my goodness! And Serena's like, "I want you to apologize," and he's like, "I thought you were coming to apologize." That that moment. I, I I just like I said, these girls in this house, they honestly just bring up so much like junior high drama and memories for me that I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's just so it's so intense this this girl world that they're in. Um, but the way that Serena is like, I just I don't feel like you were understanding what I was saying last night, <laughs> you know, and then she's like, like, let me just reiterate that you are what did she say you're lighting these little fires around the house yeah. you're the arsonist <laughs> like oh okay whoa and then she says you're not here for the right reasons and she, katie says well you don't know what i talked about about and i never even said anybody's names i just said people were being bullies yeah yeah no that and that was very true is that she didn't she didn't say anyone's name no she just said she the, didn't she just said the you know the house is kind of rough right now and you should probably ask about that mm-hmm. and then he asked about yeah. that and then people started crying you know i dislike serena i like i've said earlier and i was not upset to see her get entangled with somebody because usually any sort of drama then leads to somebody being on the chopping block and if it's her that's fine and katie seems to have a good head on her shoulders and is definitely like a little bit of a breakout star of the season because she like i've been saying you know she's gonna she's gonna be doing stand-up comedy by next year i i I keep joking that i'll be you know middling for her in seattle and selling her merch after a comedy show like a year from now and she's definitely a breakout but at the same time there is some truth to like she's walking out of the house and being like hey let me go tell matt about some drama like i i think that she was doing it for the right reasons but She's still, you know, lighting a little bit of a drama fire. Like I'm totally team Katie here, but I don't because I don't like Serena, but I also think Serena had a little bit of a point, which is like you seem to be but the other thing is if she really cared, she would have Serena would have just stepped back. It's like it's over now. That you know, she's she's not going to light any more fire, so let me just try to, you know, I survived, so let me just try to keep going. But I think a lot of this stuff again is you know, they kind of force them into these conversations. Don't you think you should go talk to Katie? Don't you think Katie's been setting some fires around the house? And she's like, you know what? Katie is an arsonist. I'm going to go talk to Katie about being an arsonist. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I, you know what? You're right. I don't like Katie. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see, I see what you, I see what you mean. Like Katie, Katie did, you know, for her to step outside and be like, all right, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him what's going on. And then step back and be like, 
but I didn't say any names, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is even um, worse. Cause then you made him have to like, go do an investigation. You're like a snitch, but you wouldn't snitch <laughs> on the people. An unofficial snitch for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the fact that Serena lost her mind though with this and with, um, Oh, was it Kit that said after they got done with their shouting match when she somebody was like, I don't really understand why Serena is so upset. Yeah. <laughs> like even then we're like, like what? why is she so mad though? And then they they end the talk with the uh thank you for your feedback. Love the thank you for your feedback. And then Serena... I will be using it every day in my life. <laughs> I actually do because I, I work in customer service, but you know. I will definitely be using it every day in real life. And then Serena goes to uh, quietly whisper about what happened. And then Katie's like, if you want to say it, say it to my face. And then she goes, yeah, Katie just told me that she's not here for the right reasons. And she goes, you're doing a terrible job of speaking for me. That's not I at all what I said. I love the fact that she said that, though. When she was like, well, you said that you're not here for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Serena! <laughs> it was so great. I'm just like, no, that's not at all what she said. What you got from that conversation? <laughs> like no one said that. That was but that I, was she, she went she went full Trump there where she's just like I'm gonna lie even though my lie is gonna be on camera and everybody will know I'm lying. But if I stay if I say it with enough feeling, people are gonna if believe. If I really me. just drive it home, and you could tell the look in her eye when she said it, you could tell she was like I'm wrong, but I'm still gonna go for it. Well, you said. You said that you weren't here for Matt. <laughs> like, no. I died laughing when that happened, though. I thought that that was so funny. But did you guys think for a split second when Katie was seen getting into the elevator, did you think that she was going downstairs or did you think she was going to Matt? I thought she was going to go to Matt again. I thought she was going to Matt. I didn't think she was going to Matt. I thought she was... I I feel like if the opportunity... Like, I don't think she's going to, like go out of her way to seek out Matt, but, like, Matt was just, like, outside yeah. last time. I feel like she was just, like, I'm gonna go talk crap about her behind her back, and then she realizes that she's already talking crap about them behind her back. She goes, all right, well, I'll just talk crap to her face. Was gonna, I honestly thought that she was gonna go to Matt again. I, I like, when they were showing that camera, I was like, oh, no. Because she kept being, I like... I think if she, if she had gotten in that elevator and there was a button that said Matt, and it <laughs> took her there, like, the lot, I think she would have hit it. I, I think you're right. I don't think she's going out of her way. But if there was a button that took her to Matt's place and the doors would open and she would be like, Serena's being toxic, I think she would have hit the button. And then press the, right, press the same too. button back to go where she was. She's like, I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> like, I honestly, though, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to go tell Matt. Because she was so adamant about Serena, if she had a problem with her, to go take it up with Matt. You know, she was like, if you like take it up Matt, and when Serena's like, I don't want to talk to Matt about it, <laughs> you know, like, which I thought that was hilarious because I do, I do understand to a point, you know, you handling your own drama, you know, you don't want to get somebody else involved, you know, you want to take care of it yourself until it gets so big. And then you're like, all right, it's out of my hands. Now I want to talk to somebody. So I get what Serena was saying when she was like, I don't want to talk to Matt, you know, like, I'm trying to talk to you. But at the same time, like, oh, Serena. If Serena wasn't Serena, I think I'd just be like, okay, you know, she's got a point. But Serena is Serena, so I'm like, therefore, she's wrong. Yeah. Um, so we we cut to the, the guard gate 
where they have the fake security <laughs> camera that's not security camera that's not mic'd up at all, where Heather pulls up in her uh, her minivan from Hertz. Uh, the security guard says, "Stop! You're not supposed to be here." And she goes, "I would like to talk to Chris." And he goes, "I will call Chris." has a line to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he has a phone that just says for Chris only, and he just picks it up. It's a red phone. <laughs> Goes directly to Chris. Chris is in this... the back cave writing erotica, and he's just like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then, and then Chris comes up and like Heather, what are you doing here? The, the whole thing is <laughs> like moment. you knew she was coming. She called you and said, hey, I want to meet Matt. And he goes, fine, you can meet Matt, but you have to come to the guard gate and pretend like you didn't, like I didn't know you were coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, what did you think of this moment? I when... think it's even more scripted than she wants to meet Matt. I think this is like they already did the second wave of girls. And they're like, you know, they're losing the plot here a little bit. They're like, we got to mm-hmm. keep drama happening, but we can't, like, send them around the world. So we just got to keep importing drama to, you know, the the resort. So then they have her waiting. So we're going to do the second wave. We're going to do Varsity JV. We're going to have a toxic thing. And then we're going to do one final, you know, injection of drama with other Because the I like the 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 backstory is as ludicrous as anything I've ever heard. Hannah B. told me Matt's my soulmate, so I just had to fly to rural Pennsylvania and rent a minivan and demand to see him. It's like, that is so ludicrous. Also, you had years, literally years, since, you know, your season and and Tyler and their Instagram and their TikToks. You could have slid in his DMs eight months ago. But Mm -hmm. suddenly... Hannah like called you up and was like, "Hey, just so you know, uh, if you don't get down uh, to Pennsylvania, Matt's gonna find a wife, and it's not gonna be you." And she's like, "Well, here I come." <laughs> it was like the backstory was so ridiculous. And Chris is at, Chris is the best host ever. Like the one the one thing that I love that I found in The Bachelor is how great Chris Harrison is. He's so good, but he's a terrible actor. He's a great oh my host, gosh, he's so dreadful. What? what are you doing here? <laughs> well, like, I'm, I, I'm just going to have to go back inside and check to see if we're going to be able to let you in to be continued. I love like the hands on the hips, you know, like he literally was like 60 feet away, hands on hips, like hand above the eyes, blocking out the sun, like Heather, <laughs> is that you? You know, like I, I just found it so freaking hilarious. And yeah, like the point that you made about him being like, well, I got to check. I got to go inside because I'm not the one that makes the call. Chris, you know for sure that you're the one who makes the call. I'm pretty you're sure you're going to tell pro- Matt. You're the only pro- executive producer there. So I'm pretty sure you make the call. Yeah. Right. And He's I like, don't think I, make the call. I don't think Chris has walked more than 10 feet in the last decade of his life. I think everywhere. I think when he goes to his mailbox in the morning, a blacked out SUV takes him to get the mail the idea that he trotted a half mile down some resort driveway just to see what's going on at the guard gate like right it was, it was preposterous it was so dumb and like i saw someone had pointed out on instagram they were like okay so heather shows up in a minivan they didn't even say like hey just drive your normal car 
why is she in a minivan? No one's able to answer this question for any of us. Why is she driving a minivan? I know, I know 100% why she's driving a minivan. Because this is a production van that <laughs> 10 producers hop in when they go from the bowling alley to the farm or wherever on this resort. This is not a rental car. This is this is ABC Bachelor production transport. And they're like, ah, give her the minivan. Just have yeah. her drive up in the minivan. That's so true. That's so true. I mean, like, I, like yeah, like, I, I work at a TV station. I've seen those kind of vans. So, like, you're right. Like, that, that's not... That's not a van that they were like, oh, oh, this is just hers, like, or whatever. Or she just rented it. Let's put it. some no. six-foot blonde from the Hertz rental. Like, they definitely have a red Mustang convertible there, and they just gave her the the Dodge Caravan. <laughs> no, that's that's a production van. I just I just love it. The fact that she drives up in a minivan, and then she gets out. She's already wearing, like, her cute outfit, her, like, six-inch heels or whatever, you know. And I just love that Chris is like, we're in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> like Heather's gonna be like, "Oh shoot, you're right, COVID." <laughs> like, does she really think she's gonna walk right in there and be like, "Well, you know?" And oh my gosh, you guys, what did you think of the vlogging? The vlogging, vlogging was horrendous. She they... was trying to. I know she's quirky, but she tried to like overplay the quirkiness. Oh my gosh, that that was in- intense for me. That was... I just wonder what was on the cutting room floor. Like, they definitely put her in that room, and they definitely were like, hey, uh, we get, we're going to have to do this thing where you are in quarantine in your room for a bit. Do a couple bits, you know? Do it. Yeah. Just, you know, spitball, see what you come up with. If those are the ones that made the cut, I want to see what didn't make the cut. I want to see the outtakes from, from Heather's vlogging. <laughs> yeah. If that was her best, what's her worst? Yeah. <laughs> If that was the best that she had, because, oh, my gosh, every time they would get back to her in this, like, weird vlogging kind of thing, I was just like, what, what, can they achieve a new low? They can. They're like, hang on, hold my beer. So, <laughs> but, oh, uh, gosh. We, they, there she is. Heather's there again. They, they send her back to the hotel. To wait for wait to Chris to let her know, aka go grab your bags because you're gonna go stay in Denver home, and we're not gonna make you stay in a motel at a, at a creepy motel in Pennsylvania. We'll allow you. To oh stay my here gosh, at that least. killed me when he was like, "Go back to your motel." <laughs> he didn't say your hotel. <laughs> but uh, Matt comes to pick up Piper, and they drive off into the darkness. Uh, and then Piper, Matt's like, "So what do you want to do? What, so what do you do in the woods at dark?" And Piper's like, "Me, get mauled by a bear." That's the only thing that we're getting. That's the only thing we're doing in the dark in Pennsylvania at night. And then he he hands her a lantern, and then he takes his own lantern, and they just walk out. I'm like, <laughs> like, look, I I know that this is supposed to be a surprise, but like, no one thinks that you're just gonna wander around in the darkness with a lantern, right? And yeah. then they painted some weird, like the 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 switch that turns on the entire carnival. This yeah. the one, the one cartoon on off, <laughs> like it <laughs> like it's all coming from the same power source. Let's take our lantern and find like the old fashionedy on off switch. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These are the antics that like a bachelor nation that I'm like, what? Honestly, what is happening? 
and this is also where I know a lot of fans pointed out this is the comparison between Tasha's season and Matt's season because they showed how like Tasha Bren- and Brennan carnival. like that. <laughs> I saw those too. It was like Tasha and Brennan's carnival was like one of those basketball hoops set up in the middle of the hottest city in like America. Like a little Tykes basketball hoop. Like, <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to build an entire down. carnival for three hours in the middle of nowhere. Honestly. Honestly. So it's just so, it's so funny to me that they, they come up with this stuff. But yeah, the switch that powers all of the carnivals. <laughs> come on. But uh, they, uh, they go and they play some games and they do some rides and they eat some cotton candy, you know, all your, your classic carnival shindigs. And that's, I mean, that, that was it. I mean, the date was, the date was fine. Yeah, that's it. It was just fine. Without the, the drama, thing was, it's just fine. It's just fine. Even their, you know, even the, the secondary, I guess, evening portion of their date, they're sitting there and they, like, in theory, they had this deep conversation. And I don't, I'm like, what did they talk about? Well, I, know, about like, the fact that I, I how, took nothing uh, away from that conversation. Absolutely nothing. The only thing I took from that conversation is I feel bad for Piper's mom, who all for the 23 years of Piper's life, all she's wanted was for her mom to tell her she's love, she loves her and she's proud of her, and she knows she never will. I'm like, the first thing you do when you get home, you call your mom and you tell her, just so you know, I just told 20 million people that you never tell me you love me. And so just get ready for that <laughs> in a few weeks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just get ready for that in a couple weeks. Yeah. I said some things. Uh, you might want to be ready. <laughs> Look, I needed to make uh, what they call on television a deep connection with Matt. So I threw you under the bus a little bit. <laughs> and uh, But it did get me a roast. I Look, should say that it got me a roast. Did, yeah. my, did my dad leave me? No. But <laughs> does I wish my mom was nicer? Sometimes. That's good enough for me. And that's what, like, and, like, I don't want to take away from Piper's story. I don't want to take away from the fact that maybe she was really sad about it. But, like, when she told that that story, and I was, like, like, the way that she presented it and everything, it felt like it was a deeper story, you know? But then, yeah, when you take it away and you just apply it to, like, our conversation right here, right now, it's like, my mom's mean. She doesn't tell me. She doesn't hug me. You know, like, so, I mean, like I said, I don't want to take away from Piper's story. And not even like, that mean, just not that affectionate, apparently. Yeah, yeah not <laughs> even mean, just doesn't tell me she loves me the way I want her to tell me she loves me. Yeah. Like, literally, like, not even that mean. Like, it was literally, you know, she was just setting him up with, like, will you please tell me you love me? Somebody needs to tell me they love me. And if you tell me you love me, I know I'm going to hometown. So tell me you love me. Just tell me. Just I will say it. this. As disappointing as that was, it was better than Kit's last week, where she says, I'm rich and sometimes it's hard to be this rich. <laughs> I hate being but, famous. Again, I don't. Like, maybe it is that hard to be rich. And it probably is. Know. But that's not compared to <laughs> Abigail saying, My biological father left me because I got cochlear implants. That's not the okay. same level. Can we just take a moment to talk about Abigail, though, and how. She says things of substance. She says real things. And Matt's like, that's nice. And then he like just goes on these other, like Piper's like, my mom's mean. She didn't tell me she loved me. And he's like, oh, here's a rose girl. Let's make out again. Let's spend all of the time together. But Abigail's like, here, let me tell you some serious things. And he's like, see you next week. 
Abigail is straight up spiraling. This is yeah, rough to I, watch. To, yeah. And, like, I get it because, like, she got the first impression, Rose, and then we haven't seen her again. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. How long is it, how long is it, should it take for a first impression, Rose, person to get a, a one-on-one? Three weeks? Maybe four weeks? This is week six, and she's still, yeah, this was, my notes say Matt week six. She still has not gotten yeah. a one-on-one. I I feel like, and we keep, I keep saying it is Matt. You know, with the with the bullying thing, with the, all the all of his moves, it's like seem like he's a great guy. I'm not sure he is a great guy, but he he wants to seem like he's a great guy. And I think his very first wanting to seem like a great guy was like deaf girls getting the first impression rose. He's mm. like, let's start there, America. I am a great guy, but is he that interested? I don't know because. Here we are. She hasn't even gotten a date yet. So I, f- I feel like him wanting to seem like a great guy maybe backfired on Abigail. Because now that she's gotten a... pushed to the back of the pack. Yeah. That's a really good point that I had not considered. That's a really good point. And I'm also getting like real like college friend zone vibes from them. Where they're mm-hmm. great friends who occasionally make out. But they, yeah. But he definitely doesn't love her. No, like there's, I mean, they're literally when our hometowns. Like what? Like three weeks? Two, two weeks? weeks? Probably like two weeks. So yeah, like we're coming up on, we might be coming up on the end of Abigail's time. I think she doesn't. You know, she, I, don't think I, she makes I can't it see her getting a hometown unless he takes her on a one-on-one next week. I'm not feeling it. I just, I thought she was a lock, and I don't think she's a lock anymore. Mm-mm. I don't think she's getting one. But who really is? Because at the end of the day, I don't feel like I know any of these girls. Mm-hmm. The, the, because the girls... Matt doesn't talk to any, because Matt doesn't have anything to say. So he doesn't draw out anything. And anytime there's a moment where they're like starting to get to something deep, Matt's like, I'm about to get it in beyond my intellect level. I'm just going to mm-hmm. make out with this person. He's like, I'm yeah. just going to go. I'm just going to make it. Every time it starts to get deep, he just makes out with them. And and he gets the creepy, like, I'm going to make out with you look going right while they're yeah. wrapping up. He's <laughs> like, uh-oh, she's talking about some serious things. I'm leaning oh, in. I'm going to lean in. in. <laughs> Let but... me cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true, though. Because, yeah, like, I, I really thought about it this week. And I was like, I don't feel like I can't. I, honestly, th- I feel like this is the first season that I still don't know who I'm predicting. Like, and I've been putting it off. I keep telling Brennan in several episodes back, I'm like, I'll have my my lack. I'll know who my four are. You know, I still honestly don't. I really, I'm not, I don't feel a connection as an audience member to any of them. I don't know how, I can't see who he's connected to. It's the weirdest season for me. Wait till the end because I have my four and they are, I feel like they are stone cold locks. Really? My four stone cold wow. locks at the end of the episode. Don't hold on. You don't want to fast forward because this is going to be great too, but you're going to want to listen to that. But we have a date <laughs> card for uh, Abigail, Chelsea, Rachel, Brie, Kit, Michelle, Serena P, and Serena C, and Jacinia. I feel like this late, this long into the episode, the season, I should not be having to catch my breath after reading a date card. No. And then that means. It's uh, too many. That means the one on one, the last one on one is uh, for Katie. 
And I felt before this one-on-one started, I'm just like, I, in a little bit, I'm just like, is this the one where we send home one-on-one? Like, we're getting to that point in the season where, like, one-on-ones go home. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I honestly, I don't know. Ernie, Joe, do we want to stop here, do a little news and notes? Woo, news and notes, news and notes. Sure. Yes. All right, so I have, I have two. If you guys have any more, you can jump in. Uh, Peter and Kelly have informed us that they are going to continue working things out. They do. Joe, what are your thoughts on Peter and Kelly? What was your Well, just Peter that? in general. Do I feel you like even remember them? Because I barely remember yeah. Peter. I, I remember Kelly, and I remember Kelly as seeming very out of place by being, like, kind of a normal person on The Bachelor slash Bachelorette. <laughs> like, anytime, you're, anytime you seem down to earth to me, it's, it's weird because this is not a – this is not a place for down to earth people. It's it's a place for people to start saying that they feel like they're falling for somebody six mm-hmm. days into knowing them. So anytime you have like any grasp of reality, it seems weird to me. I kind of like <laughs> Kelly. Um, and I kind of totally understood on the season when it didn't work out because I don't love Peter. Peter just seemed like Peter's season got out of control. He was a nice guy on Hannah's season. And like, you, you know, you're like, oh, cool. He'll, you know, he's fun. He's a nice guy. He's the pilot. We did the pilot thing. Like, Ugh, over the pilot did thing that was pilot overkill. Thing. Everything was a bomber jacket. Everything was flying. <laughs> and, uh, but then his, his season was just like off the rails because he, you know, a little bit of a mama's boy, little soft, real pushover, like, the whole bullying, he got bullied through his whole season. I mean, we were getting bull- <laughs> if, we were, if we were getting rid of bullies, we should have gotten Peter like a whole new class of girls. That guy got bullied in every decision he ever made. <laughs> or a new lead. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, like, then they they come together after. Like, I, I'm not invested in their relationship, like, one way or the other. But, like, Kelly seems fine. But at the same time, it seems like now she, you know, she went from like being a normal person to be full. Now her relationship is fully a bachelor relationship. Mm -hmm. So I don't really care about them. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. But like the one that I was real invested in was Claire and Dale because I hated it so much and I knew it was never going to last. And it didn't it lasted longer than I thought it was going to last. And I was just so happy when the news broke that that was done. I was like, yeah. Everybody saw that coming, except for Claire. Even Dale saw that coming. One hundred percent. Like with he them. knew it was coming from the beginning. He was like, "Oh God, why? I was <laughs> in this for the screen time. What do you mean you're in love with me? It's been three days." Exactly. Like Dale, we all saw the moment when he was like, "I'm just excited to take this time to get to know her even more." He was planning on sticking around with those cameras, and she was like, "I love him. Let's go home." And have babies. Like, good lord, and Claire. He's, and he's like, I just want screen time and continue to sleep with the with the attractive blonde from New York. That's all I want. And oh, he my goes, gosh. He goes, I'm just going to stay engaged to Claire and still sleep with the attractive blonde from New York. <laughs> gosh. But, yeah. No, that's, like, that's so true. I think it's, it's Dale and Claire's relationship was a bit of a, like a bit of a hate watch kind of thing. Like when you were talking about earlier, when you got into the bachelor and bachelorette at first and you were like, Oh gosh, this show, you know, and you kept watching it and kept watching it. Like that's how I felt about Dale and Claire's 
relationship. Like, but I never liked it. I never got to a point where I was entertained. I was just always like, let me just see more of this train wreck, you know? Like in the day that I opened up Instagram and saw that they broke up, like I was like, Ooh, oh, that, that okay. was a top that was a top ten day in my life. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I was just, you, mean, was... you mean Dale wasn't turned on by aggressive desperation? Whoa. Oh my gosh. Did no he, have, did he have a, a certain number of Instagram followers? And he's like, once I top that, I'm getting rid of this lunatic. <laughs> and he woke up one day. He's like, I have 1 million followers. Goodbye, Claire. He's like, peace out, girl. Peace but out. that's how peace much I heart. care about. That's how much I don't care about Peter and Kelly. It's like, I'm already talking about Claire and Dale. Yeah. Yeah. I think Peter and Kelly. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't care. I honestly don't. Like I heard about their Super Bowl reunion. And I, I think I thought about it for a split second, and then I was like, "Cool, whatever." Well, I think I do not like Pilot Pete. Just tell me how Barb is doing. <laughs> oh gosh, Barb! Barb was the worst. I, I, I will say, Joe. Last year, when that episode, when the finale aired, I almost went full no chill. I wanted to name the, <laughs> I wanted to name the episode that episode. I hope Barb gets COVID. And then she stopped me, <laughs> and she was like, "No, Brennan. A lot of people are going to try to die. A lot of people are going to die about this." I'm just like, "I don't think. I think I should do it." One hundred percent. No. And then I went. And then every every few months, I I text her, just like, "Thanks for not letting me call that episode. I hope Bob gets COVID." <laughs> because a lot of people died, and it would have been a really bad look. Oof. Yeah, we would no longer. I think we would only have like one listener. We, we, we would have been canceled by now. It would be your mom. <laughs> like even iTunes would just be like, "Hey, listen, we gotta <laughs> catch y'all up." <laughs> she could only listen on Spotify. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, so Peter and Kelly, whatever. And then uh, the other news is, uh, despite rumors that uh, Katie was announced as the Bachelorette at the Women Tell All taping. Katie says that she learned on text from her friends that mm-hmm. she was supposed to be the new Bachelorette. And then multiple people from ABC have said that no decisions have been made and definitely nobody was announced at Women Tell All, which means that Katie will be our next Bachelorette because they only aggressively denounce things that are actually happening. Like, uh-huh. uh, like yeah. a lack of diversity. They only they only talk about they only talk about things that are happening. Yeah. I yeah, Katie's definitely the bachelorette. Yeah. If she but but I did not realize um that Kayla Quinn from Ben Higgins season. Um she talking two empty people here. No one knows who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's when I get into my veteran bachelor bachelorette speak. Kayla Quinn from Ben Higgins season. She was the epitome of adorable. She was wonderful. Still is, but she apparently was an almost all but a lock for The Bachelorette. And then ABC switched it up and chose JoJo instead. So sometimes ABC does a thing where they're like, oh, you really like that person? You really like that person? Oh, we really like that person. You really like that person? Ha! No, you're not going to watch them. Because that's what happened with freaking Colton. But everybody was like, Peter, Peter needs to be The Bachelor. Peter needs to be The Bachelor. Granted, Peter said he turned it down, like, twice or whatever. But 
ABC is like, okay, like everyone was literally like anybody but Colton, anybody but Colton. And they were like, oh, so not Colton? Okay, so not Colton? It's Colton! <laughs> so, and then we ABC got a jerk uh, sometimes. And then we got a creeper, a creepy stalker. So that's how things so, go. I don't, all that to be said, I don't, I, I think that it's going to be Katie. I want it to be Katie. But I'm, I'm not going to invest all of my money in it being Katie because ABC, they like to pretend they're listening. They hear you, but they're like, nah, nah. I, really I feel think... like they, they could totally be you. They, they dangle these things for focus group purposes, too. They're like, what if we just oh, float yeah. that Katie's the bachelor, see what America, how America reacts. If it's good, we go with it. If it's bad, we don't. And the thing with Katie is, you know, I didn't see Claire at all before Claire season. But all I knew about Claire was like, oh, she's 39. She's the oldest bachelorette. And I was like, okay, on paper, this like she's going to bring some sort of maturity. She brought the complete opposite. She brought desperation and immaturity and like total weirdo vibes. And on paper, we like Katie because she seems down to earth and has a good head on her shoulders and Mm -hmm. like can have a real conversation. So Katie seems on paper like a good bachelorette. But I don't know if that'll like, like, I don't know if she'll. I don't know if it'll be that fun. I don't yeah. I don't know. It just it doesn't have like it doesn't have the sexiness that I need. Like Katie, oh great, was you know. It's just going to be like I want more of a deeper connection than what Matt's bringing, but I don't need Katie like doing some weird Barbara Walters interview on every <laughs> one-on-one. I I just, think that, just talking and crying with people every yeah, week. Yeah. There's I think there's four options. For Bachelorette for this season. Serena P. Really? Serena P. She's adorable and bubbly. I like Serena P. a lot. Don't, don't yeah, give me that face, Ernie. I, I, I like her too, but I, I, I just don't feel the investment. But okay, carry on. Bree, you can't tell me that Bree season wouldn't be awesome. Is she funny, though? We don't need a funny, but we, we don't need. Clearly, Matt is proving that your lead needs to be somewhat funny. Well, then Katie's the only option because Katie's the only one that's even a little bit funny. The rest of these girls are boring. Yeah. All right. Carry on. (laughs) Um, Katie was one of my options and then Abigail. The Abigail, we have the built-in first uh, disabled lead. that's, That's really Abigail's best push. And America loves her. Right, but America loves Katie more than they do Abigail right now. Right now. But now that Katie's gone, Abigail has a screen to herself. I don't know. I think that Katie has the personality. I think that Katie came in with that vibrator night one. She was like, I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm weird. You know, I'm quirky. Just wheeling this thing around. Like, his name is MJ. That's funny. That's that girl's name. (laughs) You know, like. (laughs) I did not think, though, that we are going to be mourning the loss of vibrator girl. I, it's I, true. I, I will say that I did not see that coming six weeks ago. Right. I did not see mourning the loss of a vibrator girl. It's the plot twist of 2021. Yeah. Vibrator sure. girl being the most normal girl on the entire show is a wild twist. <laughs> I did not right. see that coming. <laughs> I did not see it coming at all, but we'll see. Cause I, I, I think it's Katie. I hope it's Katie, but they could reach back and get somebody from a previous season too. Just it's, like they did with Claire. When, when I was Just reading, like they did with Ari. When I was reading the E! News article about 
on on what happened with Katie. I think it was Rob Mills is what who the quote said that basically he said that it's going to be a member of Bachelor Nation and probably a recent member of Bachelor mm-hmm. Nation. So which mm-hmm. leads me to believe that it's going to be from Matt's season because there's nobody in Peter's Peter season that I want back. What about what about Heather? Did they bring her in just to get her just to refresh your memory on her? She's going to be there, but she's not going to hit it off with Matt, and then she's the bachelorette. Right. And the <laughs> plot twist of all all of the plot twists, they're like, surprise. And Chris also... was like, how did you become the bachelorette? <laughs> what do you mean He's you like, want to be no. the bachelorette? I don't know. I'm going to have to check with America. Oh, my gosh. I just ima- imagine that happening, and it'd be like a call-in, like, dial now, dial this number for the votes. Is it going to be Heather? But I think um, also, oh my goodness. So Heather, she's, this sounds terrible. I feel bad making fun of this, but she's famously known as the never been kissed girl from Colton season. That's the only thing that Nick Vile calls her is never been kissed. Right, right. Okay, never been kissed shows up. Okay, apparently she has not kissed anybody since Colton. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is what I heard. You're you're telling me, you're telling me, okay. I don't know whether to believe you because you're telling me an incredibly attractive blonde is just walking up and down Los Angeles, not being kissed. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay, Joe, you are the specialist in Los Angeles. Is she? Does she rate with yeah, the other I'm girls here in Los for Angeles? Her. I will. I mean, I will take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> I will go find her and I'll make sure she gets practice before she named. She's named the Bachelorette. Is, <laughs> Is she an attractive girl even by LA standards? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't understand yeah, like what's it's, going. It's on. crazy. Why is she not being kissed? Like you're telling me that nobody wants to date Heather. I think she's just. If this is true, she's just hanging on to this as like her thing. Yeah. Been kissed once, girl. But I don't believe it's true. <laughs> like I just want, I no want way. somebody. Like if she gets the Bachelorette or she shows. She shows up, she gets more screen time, and then she mentions on air that she hasn't kissed anybody since Colton. And then I just need like somebody being like, that's actually not true because here's a picture of us kissing yesterday. <laughs> you know? I, I can imagine like they her did being... with Claire when she was like, I didn't go to prom and I blah, blah, blah. And then like, that lady was like, that's not true because my husband has a picture of you and him at prom and it's still <laughs> on our mantle. That part's a lie, but. <laughs> I. I just imagine. I gotta say, that is my favorite thing of Bachelor Nation is that they'll, the second you say something on TV, the whole world is gonna expose you to lies. Yup. They're like, don't get on TV and lie. Rachel's like, I have a real connection with Matt. And they're like, that's funny. Here's you with the Confederate flag. (laughs) Okay. That's like, oh, whoa. All right. Don't lie. Brennan, what were you gonna say? And I will say, I could imagine a lead of the season of The Bachelorette where she only kisses the person she gets engaged to at the end. Like, the, oh. the, we go the entire season without one kiss, and then the only kiss is the final set, is the final scene. It's like an old movie. Yeah. Which is the way they don't kiss at the end, except she doesn't kiss any of the 25 guys until the end. I mean, could be a I could also, I could also see a season where she comes in and kisses 14 more people than she's ever kissed in her 25 years in life in one right. six weeks in, as the bachelorette. She's like, I'm just sewing my oats. <laughs> I'm not even going to pick anybody. <laughs> but yeah, 
So I don't know. So who knows? Katie might be the bachelorette. Heather might be kissed. Maybe she won't be. Who knows? What a world Bachelor Nation is. Yeah, we'll see. Does that wrap up our news and notes? Uh, Unless you have any more, because I don't have anything else. I do have one more news and note. Well, the biggest news and note of all. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Well... (laughs) I, I'm a stand-up comedian here in Los Angeles. I host the Dirty Sports Podcast, which is uh, twice a week. And uh, I'm, I, as I've said, I'm very new to Bachelor Nation, but it's quickly becoming a big part of my uh, a comedic persona these days. And Bachelor recaps and watching The Bachelor every week. And now my first ever uh, podcast appearance talking about Bachelor Nation. It's uh, it's wild, but this is this is you know i'm still calling this 2020 the sequel this is 2021 for you is uh yeah i'm i normally this would be totally not on my radar i'd be doing stand-up comedy every night and uh i haven't done stand-up comedy since you know peter's season at this point <laughs> oh, uh, man. so yep that, that that's me that's joe prano well that's awesome i'm so glad that you've gotten into you gotten into this crazy world of bachelor nation you know and uh yeah i think uh we were talking about it before the show you your bachelor's journey started right around our podcast journey with hannah season and so i love when people unlikely unlikely people like get into the show because brennan i mean you you were like you texted me one night and we're like you watch this (laughs) you watch this crap (laughs) yeah dude i do and you're like let's talk about it and then suddenly you're like hey let's do a podcast (laughs) so you never know where bachelor nation will lead you and honestly i think we have a long road we have olympic gold medals allie raisman to thank because she started she dated colton and then that's how i knew who colton was and i saw he was a bachelor she's like hey i recognize that guy he dated somebody i liked and then I started watching the show. And then you're like, hey, I started watching it because, okay, this sounds terrible, but a guy died. <laughs> a guy died on Andy's season. And I was like, whoa, like, I want to see how far this guy got before he died. Wow. Right. Just like a totally dark way of getting back yeah. into Bachelor Nation. It's almost It's almost as dark as mine, which is. If I didn't watch, I would die because you can't see it right here on Zoom, but my girlfriend's just off camera holding a gun in my head saying, you're going to do more best for content. He's like, go on that podcast. Talk about this show. You should be the Bachelor comic. I'm like, there's like 11 million Bachelor comics. But I'm happy <laughs> to watch Katie. this with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, Katie, for sure. Katie is definitely turning this into comedy club appearances. I know it's going to happen. She's already got like, she's got like a bunch of followers on TikTok. Oh, she does. She was like TikTok and Instagram, like relevant before she was even on the show. Yeah. No, she's great for sure. But yeah. So I'm so glad that you got into Bachelor Nation and we're so glad that we're your first podcast, Bachelor Nation podcast interview. I'm so I'm so excited about it too. Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes news and notes. Let's dive back into the episode. Uh, we have uh, Piper and Matt. Uh, they're they're hanging out at the evening portion of their date. Uh, she says, "I love you." Uh, we already talked about this, and I'm just going to she... keep moving on. I literally was like, when you when you went to back to Piper and Matt, I was like, oh gosh, them again. <laughs> so so I do. 
I do quickly want to talk about their uh, the classic Bachelor trope of walking into another room and there's a band that nobody's ever heard of on the stage singing a song they've never heard of. Was it Teme- Temecula Road or That's something? That's what I have Temecula written Road. And then, like, th- then you uh, see the tweets of Matt James smiling and on his hand it says written Temecula Road. <laughs> and then him smiling again, just like, I can't believe we get this concert from, looks at hand, Temecula yeah. Road. To- <laughs> yeah. Temecula, Temecula Road. Oh my goodness, they're my favorite. I'm so excited about the date I had with Piper, almost as excited as I am for Temecula Road's debut album, which comes out March 15th on Universal Records. And you're like, jeez. ABC's got an earpiece in. They're just like, say this word for word or you're never returning to the show. Right, right. Like, Tell them oh it's available gosh, for pre-save on how... Spotify. Tell them it's available for pre-save on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I just I want somebody to be like, the new album is available at Sam Goody. <laughs> you know, or something about like the closest bookstore to you. But um yeah, we, I mean we joke about this every season. How there's some random band and then the lead and the date always talk about the band like everyone knows them. Like, they're the hottest thing since sliced bread. And it's like, they were just formed, like, two minutes ago. You know, like, what? Who? Anyway. I know you you're you have a longer Bachelor Road, a longer Bachelor history than we do. Have you ever once seen the musical artist and been like, you know what? That song's pretty good. I'm going to check them out on Spotify. That's a no from me, dog. Well, <laughs> I didn't, didn't Luke Bryan, wasn't he on a season? And then, like, between when he was on, I, I think I read, I think I heard this once, where he was on the, se- the season, and in between when he filmed the show and when the show aired, uh-huh. he, like, blew up. So, like, people, when the season started, actually knew who he was. Really? I see that if he wow. was on, he was on during a time, my dark period. <laughs> I think, like, he had just, like, he had just been, like, just become famous enough where people knew who he was. Yeah. And you're like, hey. There's a guy I vaguely recognize instead of somebody I don't I've never seen before and will never hear from again. <laughs> yeah, I've literally never been like, let me download that song. They are here today, gone tomorrow for me. I see them. I'm surprised that I even remembered Temecula Road. Because that's not a that's not a uh, a common name. So I mean, I don't know, but yeah, apparently Matt loved Temecula. Lucky, Temecula, by the way, is. Temecula is out here in California. It's like out in the desert where they put all the uh, the casinos. So I was like, Temecula? Like, and also, if you've ever been to Temecula, you're like, why would you name yourself Temecula Road? <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I've literally never heard Random that. Desert Road. That's hilarious. Well, there you go then. Learn something new every day. But I imagine they are from California. You know, when I was watching that scene, my girlfriend was like, because they, they kind of did the prom pose where Piper was in front of Matt and they were both yeah. like oh my gosh, watching yeah. Temecula Swing. Rose. And then they go into the makeout and my girlfriend is like, she wants to make out them because Matt has such wandering eyes that he's definitely checking out the two girls in Temecula Road. He's like, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next episode, we're going to have Chris going back out to the guard gate and he's like, lead singer of Temecula Road, what are you doing here? <laughs> here guys you think he's your soulmate <laughs> well i'm gonna have to check with production but did you bring your guitar 
Do you think the lead singer of Temecula Road or the other girl were either of them vaguely curious if Tyler C. was still on the campus when they got there? <laughs> Everybody was curious if Tyler C. was on campus. Like, I showed up to this episode we, just so I could see Tyler C. Could you imagine if we did a, if they did a secondary season of The Bachelor back-to-back, and when you got eliminated from that season, you got the opportunity to now date Tyler C.? Because they could totally do it. There was enough space. They could totally do two seasons of The Bachelor together, and the rejected people go date Tyler C., and the girls wouldn't even know that they were both still there. <laughs> and you could be rejected twice. A show within the show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would, be, that would be great. That would be good. I, 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 would, I would have enjoyed that. The we Eskimo get... Brothers season of The Bachelor. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, literally, what, as you're describing this, I'm like, What? Look, I just, I didn't say it was going to be good, and I didn't say it wasn't going to be creepy. I'm just saying it would have been interesting. <laughs> but uh, the girls arrive at their their bowling date, and there is, this is actually seemed like a pretty good date. There's a lot of food and a lot of beer, and they're just hanging out bowling there for a while. And then I don't have it written down, but I think it was Rachel who was surprised that there was a uh, a twist in the date. I'm like, did you think you were just going to bowl for a few hours and then go home? If you were on Tasha season, yeah. <laughs> That's true, because that always happened to them. Everyone always got to say. Right. But here's I just can't I just can't believe in the time of COVID they were still like, Yeah, we're gonna do bowling and wings. Make sure everybody eats some finger food and then stick your fingers in some bowling balls and let's make sure we get COVID on this set. I, I honestly thought about that too though. Like I was like, what an unusual throwback to a life we once knew. Like a year ago. <laughs> okay. You'll think this is interesting though. I went, my sister's birthday was a couple weeks ago. And there's this place by us that you can rent out this like domed over beach volleyball court. Uh-huh. Which is really cool. And then it's attached to a bowling alley. I go to change after work. There were people bowling, Joe. Ernie, people were bowling. I, I, lo- I, lo- I love bowling, but I thought for sure we had seen the last of bowling. I thought for sure. January of a pandemic, people were bowling, and it was uh-uh. like packed bowling. And there was just this cop sitting there like, yep, all these people are bowling in a pandemic, and I'm not doing anything about it. I'm like, what do you mean? They're bowling. It's gross. Stop That's them. Gross. Stop I, the I, bowling. Midwest. <laughs> I love that, like, again, something so normal that once was like, you know, 12 months ago, you could be like, you want to go bowling? Yeah, okay. But now it's like, ew, you're bowling? That's disgusting. Bowling's always been gross, though. This Uh, just, all this, all this pandemic has done has shown us what has already been gross, but was just socially acceptable. Like bowling. I think think sharing shoes is over. (laughs) Bowling. Amen, amen. I think bowling might be done. Like it's going to, it's going to survive in a few places, but for the most part, I think bowling's dead. Although you, know you, know, I, you you talked about the two the two bachelor season, I, when when I watched this date and there was like a bowl off, I was like, listen, I will watch a season of the bachelor where it's determined the best bowler wins. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm into this, like a head to head March Madness bowling for the bachelor. Let's go. That then, would be the best. Like I we, hate bowling, but I would watch that and then be like, <laughs> oh dang, she got a strike. Okay. Time to go home, whatever, girl. What's over there? When we get to the end and kids like, what do you want your wife to be, a bowler? Like, why do you care? Why, why are we leaving because I can't bowl? 
he's like, yes, Kit, I actually do want her to be a bowler, and you're not it. So. <laughs> you bowled. It's always awkward bowling. when like the 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 bachelor or the bachelorette too have to watch something like that and not part. Like, so Matt didn't even bowl. Matt just watched people bowl. Like, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's his date. Like, hey, so our date is me watching you guys bowl. <laughs> Me watching you guys play paintball. He's not playing paintball. He's just like refing paintball. Right. That literally is like when you put it like that. That's like the weirdest thing ever. What <laughs> like, did you guys do on your date? Like if if that happened in real life, it would be so awkward. Like what did you guys do on your date? We went bowling. Oh, makes sense. What did you guys do on your date? Uh, he watched me go bowling. <laughs> he watched yeah, me paint paintball. I went bowling. He just kind of silently judged me. <laughs> He just sat in the back and drank beer and ate pizza and congratulated other girls on their bowling ability. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, bowling's nasty. I also think in us talking about bowling, there's so much research going on about, like, the origin of COVID. I think we just found it. I think bowling. it was, like, derived from, a, like, bowling balls. Yeah. Like, that's it. It was somebody going too deep into a bowling ball, getting a little bit of like four month old barbecue sauce that had just been like in there from somebody else. It came out. And that's there it. No, there was no bat. It was a bowling ball full of barbecue sauce. No bat, no, no lab. It was just barbecue sauce in a bowling ball. There you go. CDC. There you go. WHO solved. <laughs> Well, well, Chris comes in. He lets us know that there's going to be a bowl off and the winner gets time with Matt and the losers walk back through the rain to the hotel. I'm just like, they're trying to make it super dramatic. Like they're okay. off the show. They're not off the show. You're just going back to the hotel. But we have the blue team, the uh, blue, I don't know, the blue somethings. And then it's the, they <laughs> had, like blue. They had team names that I just don't remember or didn't care to write them down. Uh, we yeah. have Bree. Rachel, Kit, Abigail, and Serena C. And the pink team is Serena P, Michelle, Chelsea, and Jacinia. And you can tell based on, really, we have two people that he likes on each team. And I think that's how he had to decide. Like, no, you can't put all the people I like on one team in case they lose. I don't want to hang out with these girls I don't want. Yeah. So he had to put two people he liked on each team. And that's how that worked. And I then, just got a flashback of Claire talking to all the people, talking to only Dale, and then everybody else being like, can we just hurry it along? Can we just... <laughs> like, that's Matt. Like, I can't... Uh, you can't put everybody, like, on one team. So he's like, okay. Well, let me just make it seem fair, but... Because I'm such a nice guy. Yeah, that's what it and was. And then the, abs the absurdity of all of these dates where half of them have to go home after because they didn't right. win. But then... You're only making it worse when you go, well, except this time, we don't care about the rules. Like, then he, then he goes, you know what? I'm going to have them here anyway. It's like, well, why do we even have to do this bowl off? That was the dumbest thing. I was mad for them. <laughs> I think what they should do is you should get a prize, but it'd be like an actual prize. Yeah. Like, like if you if you win, then you get 30 minutes of TV time. You can choose whatever you want to watch. We know that you're <laughs> deprived of human interaction in the world around you. You get 30 minutes to watch whatever you want. You want to watch the news. You want to catch up on sports center, whatever you want. You get 30 minutes and that's, that's the actual win. And really then people have a, have a, have a, have a push to win. Like I can watch, I can watch a sport for 30 minutes. I haven't watched sports in three weeks. That would be, that would actually be worth it. Yeah. 
I should always for the girls, it should always just be one Instagram post. They would kill each yeah. other to be able to post on Instagram. Oh <laughs> or you gosh, can talk to your yeah. mom for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to your mom, you can post on Instagram. Uh let me take this picture. <laughs> I'll say hi to my mom in my Instagram post. She'll see it. Right. I would do that. <laughs> but and then the uh the blue team is sent home where uh they go and cry. Mm-hmm. In the lobby. It was you would have thought that this that they honestly were going home. You would have thought that this was the end of the road for those girls. Like Abigail was like, you know, might as well just pack my bags now. Um yeah, like Rachel, who already got told that he loved her or was falling in love with her, is like sitting on the floor being like, Oh man, well, you know, like super bummed. Like Kit's this- just Kit Kit's like upset that you know her time is going to end in a bowling shirt she's like this isn't the way i'm going out <laughs> she's like what is this i wore a goose dress i am not going out in a bowling shirt did you did you, did you know i'd be she, ticked if i was kidding that was the end too did you notice that she immediately put on a oversized bathrobe as soon as she got back to the house and yep. she never had to be seen in that shirt again i love it this is why i love kit this is why i love she's true to who she is she's like no that's nasty <laughs> I'll wear the shirt, but I'm going to wear a fancy robe over it. Right, right. So, but yeah, they this this is heartbreak for them. Complete and utter heartbreak for them. And then... They get the day then, card. The day yeah, get to there's go a little back. knock at the door. Then Matt's like, I'm sorry, please come back. We should have seen this coming because how pumped Chelsea was yeah, to we- finally have time. I knew it was coming because Chelsea was like, it's so great. There's only four of us. I was like, well, now they're telling us this this isn't going to last. It's the exact same thing as the overconfident girl is about to go home. You knew. They kept it. Chelsea said it four times. Just so glad there's only four of us. Like, well, (laughs) cue the other girls. Right, right. Cue the completely unknown people that they're going to bring in right now. Like, if that had happened, if they were like, here's some other people that want a a contest to be on The Bachelor. (laughs) You know? Like here's some people that that usually would bowl in that bowling alley, but you know they can't because it's closed. So now they're on the show. But uh, he, they arrive and uh, the girls took it better than I expected. They, they, mm-hmm. nobody screamed at anybody, nobody called anyone the dumbest hoe I've ever met, or accused someone else of being a hooker. It was in terms of this season, it was pretty clean. They're just like, okay, well, I guess you're back now. Yeah, it was weird and it was boring. And, but... and what's funny is like he just came back and he's like, "Yeah, uh, they're back." So I'm gonna give out these group these date roses now. I'm like, "Wait, did you, did you even talk to them?" Yeah, when he was like, "I knew that they were gonna be here." Like it was like, I just felt I I don't know I just didn't like it. I think he I was just happy to be on the group show. dates too. At the end of group dates, when he has to go around and be like, I like that you did this, and I like that you did this, and I like that you did this, but you get the rose. And they always pick, like, the three that they showed you. Yeah, but you yeah. Know, but you know they made him say it for everybody, and then they would pick after who they were going to cut in. That's got to be awkward to sit there where he goes eight people through, and he's like, I like that you were really bad at bowling. I like that you did this. <laughs> eight people? I'm like, God. Oh my gosh, that would be so awkward for sure. And if your I like was better than the other girls or like yours wasn't that great, he's just like, 
I like the way that you ate those nachos. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, send me home now because I'm gross when I eat nachos. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just all around awkward. And sometimes I think he just gives the date rose to people he likes because the one group date rose that he gave to Bree, Bree didn't say or do anything. He's like, Bree, I like you a lot. Here's the rose. And, Michelle, and this time he's just like, Michelle. You're super pretty and I like you. So here's a group date rose. He didn't, he didn't, yeah. She didn't say anything that was worth worth a group date rose. No, not at all. So, but yeah. So it happened though. That's what I was thinking though with Michelle. It was like, I, I mean, people, people love Michelle, but I really didn't think that she did anything memorable this episode. No. So it is what it is. We, uh, so that, that date kind of ends there. We have Matt. He's gonna shoot some pool with Tyler for a little bit, <laughs> with the awkward convert with the uh, horrible overplay conversation of "So, how are things going here?" And then Tyler oh says, "Sometimes gosh. relationships take a while, so just be ready." Look, I can't. We didn't have to see this. They could just hang out without filming. My favorite was when he said, "I've seen this process work for Tyler," and I was like, "Did it though?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did it, Matt? It did, though. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, but it did because he dated Gigi Hadid. And that's how he knew okay. it worked. Okay, that's true. That's true. But, like, that process, though, of, like, the girl not picking him, then realizing that her dude was crap, and then being like, hey, though, you're still single. <laughs> and he's like, so, I mean, I don't know. I just here's thought that why, was Here's though. why Matt is not an interesting person. And I know Tyler is, you know, the 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 king of the prom when it comes to every lady who's ever watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. But here's why Tyler is also not interesting. Mm-hmm. Is because usually when they do these uh somebody's gonna come back from a different season and check in. Just wanna see how things are going. Yeah. It's two people that have like barely met or barely know each other. And the conversation seems very scripted and dumb and like that they're just asking these weird questions. This is supposed to be Matt's best friend and they still have this conversation like they've never met before. Like, so how are things going? It's like you would have you would have thought that these guys who are actually friends would have had a real conversation, but I'm not sure they have real conversations like yeah. in their lives ever. Yeah, I mean, you might be onto something like they might just bro out like when you know he said he's he's his roommate he's his best friend but yeah maybe they just totally bro out and then they're like oh well okay (laughs) so i and i i do agree with you i think that tyler c is so attractive so cute but do i want to watch him every week try to find love no i didn't i didn't think that he was all that great until like towards the end of hannah's season so, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he has what it takes. I think a sneaky good held. A sneaky good pick instead of Peter. I know he just got engaged, so like it wasn't really on the table anymore. But I think Dylan would have been a great season of the of of the Bachelor. Dylan. Dylan. No. Don't don't. It do would have just been. It would have been him making faces when people say something dumb and drinking his tea. Like, oh, okay. Like that was Dylan every week in that salmon jacket. I need, 
I need Turtleneck Brandon back when he's ready. <laughs> when you when you're when he's season. ready. That would be great season. Brandon, when you're ready. Bring those oh my gosh. Back. We'll find you love when you're ready. What's with these turtlenecks on these seasons, by the way? Because Matt's rocking those turtlenecks all the time. Matt loves I don't the understand. turtleneck. Matt loves like the, the Backstreet Boys looking turtleneck under a jacket. Yeah. Which is a very weird look to try to bring back. Brendan's was even weirder because he was in Palm Springs wearing turtlenecks. Oh, it was 115 yeah. and Zach was sweating through his t-shirts and Brendan's wearing turtleneck sweaters. So you got to wonder if that guy's just got ice in his veins, but (laughs) Matt with like Matt with like the denim jackets and like the shortcut jackets over turtlenecks. It's a very, it's a very seventies look or or, or like nineties boy band look. It's very purposeful. And like jeans jeans and sweatpants, jeans and dress pants so tight that you'd think they were leggings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They could not have his pants be any tighter. Yeah, like his his style is killing me. I don't understand. I don't understand the turtleneck. It goes back to what maybe he Brennan. Maybe Brennan's turtleneck wasn't like a turtleneck. Maybe it was like one of those like mock necks or something. You know, like maybe it was sleeveless or something. I keep just wondering how he did it and didn't die of heat stroke. But maybe we should have him on and ask him. Like, <laughs> um, I just need to know the turtleneck secret. I did ask and he did not respond. So we'll see. Maybe in the future. <laughs> I will just, well, I'll just put that go. out there. I asked and he did not respond. <laughs> but uh, then we have Matt meets Tyler and Matt meets Katie for their date. And then Matt tells Katie what their date is. And Katie tries to be excited. Uh-huh. She goes, so our date is we're going to watch your friend get a massage. That's I know date. for sure. If, if he had told me that, I would have been like, I'm not really good at hiding, like, with my facial expressions. So you would totally know that I was not into that date the minute he told me. I and don't understand. She's probably thinking, and oh, Serena switch really worth his date. Yeah. He was like, we're going to have a spa day. And she's like, couples massage. And he's like, but we're not getting massages. Tyler is. And we're going to do sketch comedy from the other room. <laughs> right. I totally thought, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, like... And apparently, whenever people are were asking for when is Katie gonna get her date, when is Katie gonna get more actual time, and he was like, "Katie, you'll have her time. You'll get to see Katie." We didn't know that like Katie was gonna have her time, and it wasn't gonna be that great. It wasn't. It was gonna be a lame date, and then he was gonna be like, "Okay, peace out, Katie." Okay. I've coined like, this. I've coined this the easy date because this started last season. <laughs> I was gonna easy. say the same thing. It reminded it, me so much of Easy Date where it's not a good date. And I'm just like, as soon as I'm just like, oh, they're not doing something fun or romantic. She's yeah. definitely going home. It's like the it's like the total friendship tip date. It's like the date you go on, you know, it's like a you go on with your brother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's totally got brother-sister vibes. They're having fun. They're joking. Nothing about it is sexy. Nothing about it makes you think that they have. They don't even get a chance to connect. You know, and uh, uh, for, for going forward, I will refer to all of these as the easy date. It's where they, yeah. they totally screw you with a date that is never going to make you feel a romantic way about the other person and just totally there for some weird, you know, comedy entertainment. And you're definitely going to be gone when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You are not going to. It's like, make no mistake. You will not get this rose. <laughs> I, and, I, and I tweeted this out when I was watching it on Monday night. 
I'm just like, this is giving me impractical jokers vibes. Totally. Mm-hmm. Where they had someone in there and they're just like, you have to say what we say or else you get a thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no, like, and it wasn't twist even, his nipples. It, it's like, that's the thing. It wasn't even like that funny. Like, was, I need you to get, if you're going to play a practical joke, like, I need you to get real serious, <laughs> you know? Like, Tyler didn't even... He was just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know. No, no, he didn't even get like, weird until Matt switched when he got there. Yeah, and like, they should have gone like with like the uh, lay on him and hug him from behind or something like. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been like obviously there's just like oh me too movements, but like Tyler would have been like, <laughs> okay, why why is this chick laying on me? Or even yeah. have have them say have her say something funny to him. I was watching. I was like, the only thing the producers will not script is the comedy. They really just turn this over to Katie, and they're like, "Come on, Katie, be funny for us." Right. Like, it was oh so disappointing. Honestly, like a, when he's twisting, when she's twisting his nipples, be like, "I thought you were really hot on Hannah's season." Like as he's tw- as she's twisting his nipples, like something like that. Like, yeah, that's... it just wasn't, it just wasn't there for me. And I knew when it wasn't there for me that it wasn't going to be there for them. <laughs> I was like, this is not, this is not funny. It's just not. But then Matt's so watching... nice. He's so nice. He makes it seem like, he makes it seem like he is going to give her a rose. He's like, we just, right. you know, I just get along with you so great. You have such a great heart. And then full turn, just like, but I can't give you this rose. And then he goes with like, I'm, some of my relationships are further along, which is the most ludicrous oh my thing gosh. that anyone's ever said, especially when you just went on a date with her. You just, yeah. you had your opportunity, but instead you guys decided to do impractical jokers. Yeah, he completely wasted that time. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew, he knew. And let's be real, I think we all knew whenever Katie would run up and do the classic like leg wrap around hug, you know, she did that at least like three times within the time that she was there. And I was like, no, that hug only comes when you're like at the hometown. That's when you start doing that. Okay. It was too early on. It was too early on. Yes. They didn't know each other very well. And when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, I don't feel it. I just but don't. I also think now I'm living in this alternate reality where I'm not married with a child and I am the bachelor, which will never happen because I'm married with a child and I'm also not the bachelor. I think for me, Katie might go. Katie might make it far. I really like Katie. She's really pretty. Yeah. She's super chill. And I just, but like, but like you said, there wasn't any connection. There was no like, like you could clearly see like the tension and the connection between him and Piper, and between him and Rachel, and there was just like none of it Mm-mm. with Katie. I, I think Matt is really, really shallow. And I think he tries to play the nice guy, like I've said, but I, and Katie's cute, but I don't think Katie, I I think he's thinking about his Instagram picture when this is all over. And I don't think Katie was, you know, pretty enough for Matt. And so their connection could be whatever it was like, you know, I think we all think Rachel is going to go far. She hasn't said anything the whole season. She's really pretty, and he's like, yeah, that's enough for me. I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> you, haven't even, you haven't <laughs> that's even, such a valid point, though. Yeah. 
Like she's not even she's not even funny. Like, but he's like, nah, she's like, I'm, I like shopping, and he's like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> okay, after huge saying, leap. after telling us all to his to our faces that he's never been in love, and then she says, I've yeah. never been in love, but I love you. And he's like, I love you. It's like I don't. What you're feeling is not love. I don't think. Considering you've never yeah. felt it before. So yeah. I think you're just misappropriating feelings. But that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think you have a valid point, though. I think that, yeah, as much as we love Katie and she's funny and she's adorable and, like, she's really cute. But, like, yeah, I think that she's cute to him. And he's like, but look at these models over here. And Katie was, like, super grounded. Katie's the kind of girl that seems super normal and you could be friends with in real life. And it wouldn't be weird, you know? You're not like, what are you? You know? Like, she can be the Bachelorette or she can be just your friend that comes over, you know, to drink beer and watch a football game. I feel like Like, Katie is the epitome of the Northwest. Okay. Very chill, very pretty, very just, like, whatever. And, like, even her style is very... Oh, yeah. Her style gives off Washington. I mean, yeah. she had her. She finally got her one-on-one, and she came the little Nikki parka. Like, what oh are you gosh, doing, yeah. Katie? She, she came was... in a pant. You, you came in pants, a sweater, and a down <laughs> jacket that goes down to your ankles. <laughs> little Nikki parka. There are two girls. There are two girls on this season who showed up wearing tiaras, and you're gonna wear the little Nikki coat? Come on, Katie. You gave yourself no chance. It's so true, though. It's so dress, true. Katie. She's like, well, I can't do the jump up and wrap my legs around them if I'm wearing a skirt. Right, right. Oh, gosh, it's true. And she even says on her Instagram, though, she says she has no style. Which she's like, I got no style. Thanks for pointing it out for me, guys, but I don't need you to point out because I've known my whole she, life. <laughs> she has decent casual style. Yeah, around yeah. The, around the hotel, she has, it's just the classic outfits. Yeah. It's white shirt and jeans, or it's yeah. black long sleeve and shorts. She has good casual style, but she doesn't know how to have dress up style. I feel so like she needs, would, she needs to live with that, Kit for a month yeah, and learn how to I dress. I think that, that that will be what will be super interesting if she does end up being our next Bachelorette, is to see the way that they're like, they're going to pretty woman her. They're just going to be like, no, like not this, you know. Pretty Woman, um, and oh gosh, what's the other one? Uh, Princess Diaries, you know, like, yeah, and it needs- the dash of she's all that. But yeah, but I was gonna say the captain of the football team needs to date her as a joke and give her a makeover. Yeah, like that's, and then it'll the- be like, oh my gosh, there she is. They're gonna bring in Kit, but she's not. She's only gonna be on the show for like five minutes an episode. Yeah, be like, don't wear that dress. Wear this dress. Wear your hair like this, and no shoes are terrible. Please burn them. And yeah, to come back kid. and go. So, how are things going? Are you still wearing the dresses I gave you? <laughs> like that's why. That's if anything. That's why we need Katie to be the Bachelorette to see that makeover. Oh my gosh. Well, they're like, no, this dress is terrible. This dress is terrible. Yeah. That's not even a dress. <laughs> this is yeah, not terrible. So, sadly, our 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 Katie. Um. Met her her untimely end. Arcadia is <laughs> let go. She has walked to the the SUV, and then yeah. I've and then we we see the scene where they take away the suitcase, and I wanted to reach through my 
TV and throat punch Serena as she like, yeah, I knew she wasn't even here for Matt. She sucks. And she just smirks. I'm just like, I just want to punch you in the throat. Yeah. That's the only sucky thing is that Serena's still there. Yeah. Serena's still there. She thinks she won. And it's like, oh, gosh. Well, she's she, going home next week. She won she for like uh, 20 more minutes of screen time. Yeah. But yeah, so that, uh, was that all that happened? I think that was well, it. We got to the cocktail party. <laughs> And, uh, oh gosh, we did. <laughs> we, we still have another cocktail party. Don't <laughs> don't worry. We actually have one this time, or at least part of one. Uh, we uh, the girls are all waiting, and then Piper's talking to Matt when Heather just strolls in, waves at the other girls, and then just walks into the room where Matt and Piper are at. That moment was hilarious to me just when she couldn't get into the door like that because <laughs> i i empathized with that i was like if th- that would be me like that would i know it would be me that i would not be able to get into a door on national tv while like all decked out of my dress you know feeling like i passed all my covid tests drove my minivan up here gonna meet the man of my dreams you know so why wouldn't that Can't happen? You know they jam that the producers jam that door for her too. <laughs> yeah, if you were ever wondering, you know how involved the producers are, she walks into a one thousand room resort hotel that has fifteen different lobbies, and goes immediately to the one side room that Matt is in. Exactly. <laughs> she knows exactly where he is. The only thing that they they didn't give her directions to is how to use a revolving door. So she got <laughs> caught up in the middle. <laughs> They're like, if you can just go through the gauntlet that is a revolving door, you're going to turn left, and you're going to go down the hall, and Matt will be there. You'll interrupt him there. Oh, my gosh. That was the look she gave them, the smile, the wave. They were just, like, beside themselves. They're like, who is is that? You know? And I love that they knew who she was, too. (laughs) They knew. At least someone knew. They were like, yeah, some of them knew. But, like, and, um, oh, gosh, who was that he was talking to? It was talking to Piper. Piper. Piper, yeah. Are you See, playing I the joke now? I was gonna say, are you playing the joke of not knowing who Piper is again? <laughs> that was real. That was real. But um, I, I just love when Heather enters the room, and she's like, "Hi, Matt," <laughs> you know, and Matt immediately starts laughing, and it's just like, "Oh, what, Heather?" But yet they haven't met. Like she says, she hasn't met him. But, like, did they slip into each other's DMs? I need to know. I need to know why he knows who she is and why. Like, obviously, she knows who he is because Hannah's talked him up. But according to Heather, it's like Hannah was like, oh, I just met this guy that yeah. you, like, I spent time in quarantine with this guy that's perfect for you. Yeah, but you know Heather's who he, never met him. You know who your friend's best friends are. Come on now. Well, yeah, but, like, no, but, they've never met. Yeah, but she, I still know who people are. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's something fishy. I feel like they've met or something. I'm, I'm not saying they haven't, but I'm also saying that just because he knows who she is doesn't mean they've met. I don't know. And then Piper, ever the dramatic, walks, storms out of the room screaming, what the bleep? I'm just like, okay, Piper, you got a one-on-one date this week. Take it down a notch. Piper <laughs> You need to take it down a notch. 
Yeah, she was heated. She was heated for sure. And then everybody else in the room gets super heated. Yeah. Oof, man. And then we see a preview of Heather basically just crying through the entire cocktail party. Because they brought back the bullying. <laughs> <laughs> they brought back the bullying. Turns out, plot twist, not all the mean girls are gone because they're all the mean girls. Correct. You took away the only nice one. Right, I told you there is no balance. And the, and the producer, the producers are going full Inception. They're like, we just have to go deeper. We'll right. bring in one more girl. We'll see who the bullies are. They're like, now you're all the bully. <laughs> it's turns everyone. out you were the bully the whole time. It's like a, you know, it's like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Right, right, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the, it. The finale. They're gonna bring back Sarah. They're like, but Sarah, you liked her, didn't you? Liked her a lot. Oh, what oh if, my gosh. Who's gonna cry like, now? This... It's gonna it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be intense, and they're all gonna be mean. And Katie's not there to balance them anymore. And it's just gonna everybody's just going to like implode. And that's gonna be the end. No one picks anybody. And then they're just gonna be like, that's it. <laughs> that's how but, we. So end. we'll see. But apparently Heather's gonna cry, and she's like, I've never met anybody. Like I don't I don't know why they're so mean. You know, you, we catch Kit saying some rather harsh things in that lobby. Yeah, she was she was going at it. Yeah. So, but we'll see. And that concludes this, this, uh, I almost said something else, this crap show <laughs> of the night. You guys ready? You guys ready for the hometown locks? Can I make some guesses? Because I sure, have. go for can, it. You, you also have, you also I, have some thoughts? I'm No, I'm, yeah, but I, I mean, I have thoughts. I, I really had a hard time coming up with that, but I'm going to try to get inside your head. I'm going to guess. Oh, okay. You tell me. Okay, Rachel. Yes. Locke. Yeah, well, Rachel's a lock. Michelle. Yes. Bree. <laughs> yes. And and then this is the wild card. I've got I've got three people remaining for one spot. Piper. You're close. Serena P. <gasps> Serena P. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> he just like read your he mind. He read my mind. Look at my orange here. I got. I literally have Michelle, Rachel, Bree, <laughs> Serena P. And then I and then I went with Piper and Heather as a wild card. But I Ooh. I tried to out. I outsmarted myself. I was like, maybe he's going P- Piper instead of Serena P. Ooh, I will go. say that those two were like four or five. Like they're they're going back and forth, four and five there at yeah. Serena P and Piper. And yeah, and the the sad part is that means Abigail. You do not get arrested. I know. Is this going to be hey, hard? Listen, I, th- I think Abigail's going home next week. I really do. I really hope she doesn't, though. Yeah, just because you really hope, though, doesn't mean it's not going to happen, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> I guess we've we've seen, we saw last year's favorite get cut way too, way before her time. Who was last year's favorite? Alaya. Come on now. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We we have this thing, Joe, that I've seen. This is my third Bachelor season, and this is the first season where I haven't liked a crazy girl that's just hot. Like Colleen. I was, I was, I was early on the uh, what, what was the blonde girl that was always crying, and they called her a disaster on Pete's season. I was on her way oh, early. Kelsey? Kel, yeah, yes, Kelsey, yeah. I was on her way early, and I was like, I like her. I, like, I think she's cute, and then and then 
everybody was, you know, my girlfriend's like, no way. She's, you know, she's crying all the time. She's a hot mess. Now she like follows Kelsey on Instagram and is like a super Kelsey fan. I was like, see, I told her the whole time. Um, That's um, how I was. That's how I was. I, I did not like Kelsey. I was like, oh gosh, this girl. And I follow her on Instagram. I think she's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> you came around. I think she's wonderful. I was on Kelsey early. I, Two of my claims to fame. I was on Kelsey early, and I was out on Hannah early. I didn't like Hannah. Oh. I, I, was, I was like, Hannah, this everybody was so hyped for her and Claire. I mean, I think a lot of people were out on Claire early, but like I was, one episode in, I was like, this is the girl we've all been waiting for. She's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> I will say yeah. this, this podcast was officially never in on Claire. This podcast <laughs> was the get rid of Claire and please give us Tasha. Because I knew what Claire was bringing to the table. I had seen her on the island. I didn't watch her on Juan Pablo, but I knew what she brought to Bachelor in Paradise, not once, but twice. (laughs) I missed her engagement to Benoit, you know, (laughs) on the Winter Games. But, like, I knew what Claire was bringing. And I I, I was like, I'm not ready for it. Y'all aren't ready for it. I'm so glad I don't know what any of those things mean. Oh, Oh, gosh, though. Claire was exactly what I anticipated her to be. And I feel like the rest of America just didn't, they didn't listen to me. She they was who listen. we thought she was. I was prepared, though. I knew. She I knew was who she thought we thought she was. All right. Uh, Joe, uh, fix your life on Twitter, at Joe right. Prano on Instagram. Yep, at Joe Prano on Instagram, where I occasionally uh, sh- share to my story the uh, the Bachelor episode recaps that my girlfriend makes me do on her Instagram. Uh, the last couple weeks have been – I've been very upset the last couple weeks. The producers are really, really – they've got me at my breaking point. Like, I have a hard enough time watching this every week, um, but when I just feel like they're they're pulling too many of the strings, it gets – in the moments right after the episode when I have to recap them, it's I'm a lot more worked up than I am now. Now I can step back and talk to you guys about it with a with you know with a cool head. But with a cool uh, and calm the, and I'm like, I can't believe I just spent two hours watching that, and then Katie went on the easy date, and they went bowling, and this I'm just so mad. <laughs> um, but I think you know doing this. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, if you guys want to want to check out my my bachelor stuff, it's out there. You just got to dig a little bit. And then, for sure, we'll find it. I w- thank you so much for being on. You've been a great sport for for dealing with us. I wanted to give you. You are a sports aficionado, in my opinion. And I would like to give you a minute, a couple minutes, to give your 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 sports defenses of your of your various favorites. Uh, in, in the sporting realm, just just give us your sports takes on various things, and just inform Bachelor Bachelor Nation to an extent. Bachelor Nation, if you if you are out there and you are a sports fan, uh, you know, check out the Dirty Sports podcast, where I feel about LeBron James the way every woman in Bachelor Nation feels about uh, Tyler. I just I just spend hours and hours just swooning over LeBron James, wondering what it would be like to be quarantined with him. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm a big I'm a big New York sports fan, big Mets, big Giants, big Knicks fan. Um, my relationship with the Knicks is as much as I want to be out, 
Um, it, it, my relationship with the Knicks is much like my relationship with the bachelor. As much as I want to stop watching, I cannot stop watching uh, the train wreck. It pulls you back in. It just pulls you back in. So, uh, check out the dirty sports podcast and, uh, you can, you can hear me talk all those things as well. Well, I, I believe I've been a loyal listener since I think 2014. So I appreciate, oh, I appreciate I, you coming on. I appreciate it. That's awesome. I'm going to need to start listening because he, he definitely hyped you up. Like he was very excited when he told me that you were going to be on the show. Like I was like, Hey, all right, I'm pumped. I I know like I, my sports knowledge is like, is not very extensive. So I feel like listening to your podcast might teach me a little bit. Well, I will say your, your biggest defense and the thing you two currently at least have in common is that you both support Tom Brady, at least as a quality quarterback. Listen, I was just about to say my sports knowledge isn't very extensive, but when it comes to <laughs> the Pats, when it comes to Tom Brady, who is now on the Bucks, like I that, stand with Tom Brady. That, that, that's really hundred thousand percent. That's really your sports fandom is Tom Brady. Uh, no, <laughs> it's it's a little more than that in football. But anything else, toss me in anything else, I'm like I don't know anything else. <laughs> And and you know you guys this is a, this is a double edged sword like I'm I hope that you enjoy that I brought you know some entertainment some comedy some content to you guys here but when I share this what this means is that the dirty sports fans are going to find you and once you have dirt balls in your uh, Ernie, be in your listenership it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole new world for Ernie, you guys you gotta be careful listen <laughs> we're ready for it no, you're not <laughs> they had a, they had a. He who shall not be named, and I will not say his name, I promise. He used to throw socks full of poop at McDonald's drive-thru workers. You are not prepared. Okay, I don't understand what just happened and yes. what you just told me. Neither I do need- I. And I and I lived it. And I lived it. Grown but, people, but there are grown Brandon, people you spend- are proof that there is a crossover. And that and now when they come to you guys, when the when the bachelors when the bachelor watching dirt balls arrive in your mentions, well, I'm yes. sorry. Grown men spent the night in a tent on his co-host's parents' front lawn. You are not ready for these people. You can't be. Open the floodgates. Bring them in. Joe, you thank you so much for coming on, man. You've been great. Thank Bye, you guys dude. for having me. It was fun. And my girlfriend's going to be so excited. You've, you've got one more Yay. listener, that's for sure. I She's appreciate that. It'll, it'll be good to Yay. have her along. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. And then please listen, rate, review, and subscribe. And then f- obviously listen to the Dirty Sports Podcast every Monday and Thursday, wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah. Well, Until that's all then, she wrote. Bye, everybody. Bye.